Let's get ready to rumble. Today on the show, we are hosting an epic East Coast, West Coast battle to determine once and for all who has better style. Just kidding. What we're actually doing today is talking to stylists from different parts of the country to determine if where you live affects what you wear. And if so, what are the differences between East Coast and West Coast style? I've got a couple of experts joining me today, so let's get started. Hello, gorgeous. Welcome back to the Everyday Style School podcast, the show that gives you real-life style advice to real-life women. If you're new here, welcome. I am your host, Jennifer Mackie Mary. I'm a wardrobe stylist who's been dressing everyday women for over 20 years. I'm also the founder of Everyday Style, where we're on a mission to inspire women to love the way they look and give you the tools to make getting dressed easy. If you're a longtime listener, welcome back. Thank you, as always, for spending this time with me. Recently in the style circle, one of our members asked if and how where you live affects how you dress. And instinctively, I said, yes. I mean, I think of New York as lots of black and more structure. And I think of LA as boho vibes and lots of neutrals. But then I got to thinking a little bit about how it seems like no matter where you live, you have access to all the same clothes, right? I mean, Loft sells the same thing in Oregon as they do in Alabama. So maybe this idea of regional style isn't really a thing anymore. And besides, last time I traveled to New York and even to California, I didn't feel like I stuck out like a sore thumb in either place, even though I didn't plan to dress one way or the other, depending on where I was going. So I decided to dig a little bit deeper and invite a couple of experts to join me. What makes them experts? Great question. Well, they're both super stylish women who just happen to be two of our certified network stylists. And one lives on the left side of the country and the other is 2,500 miles away on the right side of the country. So I figured they would be perfect for this chat. Before I share the interview though, just a couple of things to note. First, while we were having this very casual, very fun conversation, the idea of a Halloween horror story episode came up, and we are absolutely making that happen. The network stylist and I are getting together to share a couple of wild moments that we've experienced as stylists, as well as some of our own personal wardrobe malfunction horror stories. And I've got one that still makes me cringe when I think about it years later. That episode will be an extra credit bonus for our Style Circle members, and it will be out just before Halloween. I promise you don't want to miss that one, especially if you want to hear all about my secret shame. The other thing is the Style Network training is coming back later this month. I am so excited. We are starting our next round of training October 30th. I just, I, I cannot wait for this one. We've made some changes to the program so women all over the world can participate, no matter your schedule or your time zone. And we have added three incredible bonuses to the program that help you through the biggest roadblocks women have when they think about starting a business. So if you have ever thought, huh, I wish I could be a stylist, or maybe I'd be good at that, or even... I know how to dress people. I could totally do her job. First of all, true. But also go check out our brand new stylist website at thestylenetwork.co, not com, .co. Or you can visit the link in the show notes, or you can just head to our main Everyday Style website and click the stylist link, become a stylist. We have lots of ways to get there. If you've ever thought, huh, maybe, or wouldn't that be nice? You owe it to yourself to just take the next step and learn more. That's all you got to do. This could be the start of something really amazing for you, just like it was for Morgan and Katie, who are with me today. And with that, here's my conversation with West Coaster Morgan Peters and East Coaster Katie Valentine. Enjoy. Hey, ladies. Welcome to the Everyday Style School. Thank you. Hello. Katie, we'll start with you. Just tell us who you are and where you are. Let's start with that. Okay. Hello, Jen. My name is Katie Valentine. I am a personal stylist in Northern Virginia, a suburb of DC. And I live here with my husband and two little boys who keep me on my toes. I bet they do. So you are representing the East Coast today. Yes, and then we're heading to the West Coast with Miss Morgan. Morgan, say hi. Tell us who you are, where you're from, all that good stuff. Hi, I'm Morgan Peters. Uh, I am currently in Riverside, California. I grew up in Redondo Beach, lived in the Bay Area, so I've lived in multiple parts of uh, California, and I have three kids that keep me on my toes. 
<laughs> All right. They always do. But Morgan, you were on the East Coast as well, right? I was. I was in Northern Virginia for 13 years. That's right. So you have a little bit of perspective on both. Yes, perspective on both. Yes. I guess today that means I am representing the Midwest, as I said here in the, the Twin Cities area. All right. So just so our listeners can get a better sense of your style, give me your three style words. How would you describe your style in three words? Morgan, we'll go to you first. My three style words, I would say are classic, current, and relaxed. Okay. What outfit do you wear that feels like it really represents that style the best? Uh, my favorite outfit is probably a pair of jeans and a t-shirt and a pair of sandals. Love it. Perfect. Super simple. <laughs> Katie, how about you? Um, it's funny. So I recently turned 40 and I feel like my style took a bit of a change. I used to be, well, I guess I've always been classic uh, romantic or bohemian with a hint of prep. But as I've gotten older, I've sort of leaned into that romantic bohemian vibe. So lots of bold colors and patterns in my closet right now compared to 10 years ago. Wow. Okay. Love color, love pattern, all those good things. What is the one outfit that you're wearing right now that just perfectly embodies your style? So day in, day out, it's a dress, a fit and flare. It's usually flowy. It's got some volume up on the shoulders um, and it's a midi or a maxi dress. Love it. Love mm -hmm. it. So I was thinking about this the other day, clothing memories, because I think especially for women who work in clothing and style, clothes are really tied to like every memory we have, right? I don't know about you guys, but I can remember what I was wearing when. And my daughter and I were talking the other day and she was talking about this dress she had. And it was this little Hannah Anderson and it was yellow and blue striped. And she's like, man, I really love that dress. Just out of the blue, she was talking about it. Do you know what Facebook memory popped up today? It was her dress. in that dress. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh. send it to her. So before we get into our epic East Coast, West Coast style battle, what is your earliest clothing memory? And I'll, I'll let whoever wants to take it first, go for it. When I was in elementary school, I had a blue dress and I loved the heck out of that blue dress. And I wore it as soon as it came out of the laundry. I wore it on picture day and it blue was not my favorite color. So to, to have this blue dress as my favorite dress was kind of odd, actually. And I <laughs> love it until I outgrew it. Oh, that's so sweet. Do you remember what it looked like? <laughs> Did it have ruffles? Was it long? Was it short? It was not roughly. It was um, like a kind of a long sleeve uh, dress and it had blue and white stripes in kind of a V at the top where the neckline would be. And then like a blue and white striped waist, like elastic waist. And then it, and the rest was just solid blue. So and cute. And it was, it was so cute. So cute. How about you, Katie? I'm not sure what my earliest memory is, but I will tell you when I, I knew I wanted to be in this industry, I found a box of my mom's clothes from the 70s and she used to make her own clothes. So she taught me how to do all that. And I remember, I think I was maybe in junior high and high school. And I remember that box just felt like a treasure trove. And there was like a bandana crop top and all these just quintessential, amazing plaid 70s gems. And I remember wearing the heck out of them and loving them. And I I still, when I go into other people's closets, I'm still looking for those gems and those treasures to find and, and, and wear again and again. I love it. How fun. You know, that's interesting because I'm always encouraging people like, don't save stuff, right? Like, and maybe it's now that clothes are so much more plentiful and everyone has much bigger wardrobes. If we saved everything on the chance that our daughters would want to wear it right. or, or would want to play in it, like we would just we'd all be hoarders. I mean, can't do that. But I love that. I, I used to play with my mom's wedding dress. I just thought that was magical. And it, she got married in 1968. So it had crystals across them, like oh, hanging crystals. Yes, oh, yes. Oh, it was so great. My earliest clothing memory, I was obsessed with this dress and it was Burton Ernie and it was like crazy striped oh. and it said best friends on it. And I think about that now. I'm like, I still love a good graphic. Like I love, yes. <laughs> yes. right. I still love plaid. Like it's just so funny how that happens. And I still love a solid and a stripe. <laughs> okay, right. So it's there. Ladies, if you need to like get in touch with your personal style, go all the way back to the beginning <laughs> or the first things you loved. Yep. So Katie, you talked about that being sort of the moment that you realized that, oh, I love this. I love clothes. What was your path to becoming a professional wardrobe stylist and, and even a member of the Style Network? 
it was a, a long roundabout way. Um, yeah, I've always, I've always loved styling clothes and um, I've always dressed other people and myself, but my mom was a single mom and she worked really hard to put me through college. And so when I told her that I wanted to go to New York, she was like, no. Um, so I worked in retail at the beginning of my career and I worked at Anthropology and Loft and Nordstrom's. But when it came time to pick like my grown up day job, my mom wanted me to become a teacher. So that's what I did. And I was the teacher that wore Diane von Frustenberg wrap dresses and Stuart Wiseman boots. Remember when those were like the it item to have and then played on the floor with my first graders. So <laughs> that was how I did teaching for 11 years. Um, and then I stayed home with my babies. And then ironically, it was right at the end of the pandemic, I was online shopping and I sent a dress to my husband's partner's wife, who is very tall and difficult to dress. And I was like, this would look amazing on you. And she bought it. She loved it. Her husband loved it. And they asked me if I would take them shopping. And that was what inspired me to pursue the idea of being a personal stylist and a consultant. And that's how I found you. I love that. I love that. So were you just shopping for her out of the blue? Like, I would love it. But like, I've never just gotten a package like, hey, I thought this dress would look yep. good on you. Yep. I just, you know, I was just like, this is her dress. This will look great on her. Um, but I was shopping for me like I always do. You know, <laughs> that's why I got into it. I love to shop. I remember a little of my career, my one-on-one -on -one career being like, one for you, one for one me. For and me. That's, yes. that's still how Christmas shopping is for me. Holiday shopping, I'm yep. like, one for you, one for me. I can't, I can't stop. My husband teased me when he when I first started this business. He was like, I'll be glad you're spending someone else's money for a change. <laughs> you get so, the fix, but you don't yeah, come home with all the exactly. stuff. I love it. I love it. What about you, Morgan? How did you become a, a stylist and a member of the Style Network? Mine is definitely roundabout as well. Um, I actually have a degree in interior design and did that for many years. And I specialized in model homes and retail showrooms and... Then I became a stay-at-home mom and I did that for several years. It was the beginning of the pandemic. My kids were old enough to start going back into school and Jen, who I have followed and known for years since I lived in Northern Virginia, mm -hmm. a long time, and you started the Style Network and I thought that was a great opportunity to do something creative without having to go back full-time into interior design. So Love that's it. how I ended up here. Love it. I love that none of us were like, this was what I wanted to do from the time I was a very young child. And yes. I put all, you know, <laughs> yeah. I think there are lots of ways to get here. Lots of ways. Okay. So you ladies are here today because we are having an East Coast, West Coast style battle. Hopefully we won't come to blows <laughs> over it. But one of our Style Circle members asked a few weeks ago, how does where you live influence what you wear? And is there an East Coast look and a West Coast look? And I know I thought I have my thoughts on it, but I was like, you know what? I have people we could ask for this. So here <laughs> we are. Here we are. So let's start with just kind of the big, broad topic. Do you think where you live influences how you dress? Or if you don't think that it does, what do you think influences your style more? Is there an East Coast, West Coast kind of style? Katie, what do you think? Um, I think where you live absolutely influences how you dress. And I'm always encouraging clients to ground their style in their everyday life, right? Their reality. So you did a real, it was this past winter, remember to the Taylor Swift song, this is why we can't have nice things. I do remember that <laughs> reel. Yeah. And it was your sneaker booties because in the Midwest, in the winter, early spring, it's mud season. Like, and so you have to think about your life day to day and, and your, the weather impacts that um, when you're thinking about the, the items that you have in your closet, for sure. So I think where you live has a huge impact on um, the way that you dress. Morgan, what, what do you think? Yes, absolutely. Uh, weather is a huge factor uh, in the way that you can dress or do dress. And also just the attitudes towards dress codes and the casualness, whether it's in an office or restaurants, what people kind of view as normal uh, can also affect it greatly. Yeah, that's interesting, Katie, because when I was thinking about this, I didn't even think about weather. Like weather <laughs> didn't even cross my mind. Mm -hmm. I was really focused more on sort of the aesthetic mm -hmm. of East Coast versus West Coast. I think compared to the Midwest, living on the East Coast, things seem to be a little bit more tailored, a little bit like people dress up. 
for mm-hmm. even like casual still feels more dressed up than it does here. So that's, Absolutely. but I honestly didn't even, obviously living in the Midwest, our weather just affects everything. I don't own, I think I might own one pair of nice winter shoes now. Right. Why would I? I mean, if I can't wear boots, I'm just not going. And if I, you know, otherwise I'll get dropped off at the door in my one pair of nicer booties. And beyond that, I'm not going. I'm not going. So Morgan, you brought up the aesthetics of kind of the relaxed, casual thing, whatever. What do you think West Coast style is? How would you define that? And then Katie, I'm going to have you define what you think East Coast style is. I would describe it as very relaxed, very laid back, very kind of natural fabrics and things like that. Uh, You're going to flip flops are perfectly acceptable pretty much anywhere that you go. And yeah, I know, I think Jen hates flip-flops, but that hurts my um, heart to hear. I know, I know it hurts your heart to hear, but, but, but we do not wear the old Navy dollar flip-flops. We do wear okay. elevated, <laughs> elevated, you know, flip-flops, sandals. We do wear a lot of Birkenstocks still, and they're very on trend right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's just very relaxed and laid back and kind of anything, anything goes. Okay. Katie, what do you think East Coast style is? Um, well, it's interesting because East Coast is a wide range, right? Like, so we've got DC and then we've got New York and then you've got sort of that New England vibe, right? And so those are all slightly different. If you think about what they all have in common, it's definitely a little bit dressier here. So for example, if you're in Cali, I like, I keep thinking about jeans, white t-shirt, you know, golden goose sneakers and a blazer. And if I were to take that to DC, I'd switch out the the sneakers for like a pair of pointed toe pumps, for example. Um, so it's just sort of taking things up a notch when it comes to formality, I think. Um, I had, I was prepping for this and I had a funny sort of take on this whole concept. And I don't know if your, your uh, listeners will be aware of the pants lifts trend. They the should trend. be because I mocked it. Yes. Okay. Good. Um, episode, yes. So I thought that was hysterical. And if you're not aware of it, folks, you need to Google this because it, you will get a good laugh about just, just the way our style is today and what trends and social media and everything has done to style. But anyway, if you think about that trend, that that pantsless trend in California, you had um, Bella Hadid wearing her white briefs with a pair of Ugg slippers, right? Because it's casual. And then in New York City, you had Haley Beaver wearing a little sweater out of Moo and um, tights and pointed toe pumps. And then in DC, like you will never find that because we frown on not wearing pants here. So <laughs> it's a perfect kind of example of how to take a trend and move it all over the, the map. That's a good way to put it. Like you can take a trend and you can you can move it around and and make it work for you. The pantsless trend reminds me of um, taking one of my daughters to Girl Scouts, and so she had her like little vest thing over, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I said, "Oh, go get dressed." She's like, "Okay," and she put she put her leggings on. But we <laughs> got there and they weren't leggings; they were just tights, and they were oh, completely no. sheer. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh no. And she had her like little cartoon underwear because she was, she was tiny. She was like daisies or whatever pre daisies were, but I, I can't look at that trend and be like, yes, your mom forgot to check to make sure you were wearing pants that day. (laughs) She was ahead of her time. (laughs) Oh boy. Was she ever. Oh, so cute. So cute. What do you think some of the quintessential East coast pieces are versus West coast pieces? Or if you were building an essentials list for like East Coast style versus West Coast style, Morgan, what would you put on the West Coast must-have list? Denim cutoffs. <laughs> Denim <Okay>. cutoffs. Um, <laughs> you know, a pair of sandals, flip-flops, or Birkenstocks, T-shirts. We wear a lot of T-shirts. So we also wear a lot of actually athleisure. You'll see a lot of athleisure around just because of the heat and also because People actually are very active here. Okay. Katie, what would you put on your your East Coast must-have list? So it's funny. I always, I hate must-have have lists, oh, right? Because, because it's, it's different for everybody, shaping everybody. But um, definitely a blazer would get you really far. You could wear it like to a sports game with tennis shoes on a Saturday and then to the office. A blazer, some kind of a blouse or top. If you want to make it more modern, it can be flowy, but it should still be a little bit more formal. Um, pointed toe 
humps or pointed toe flats or even a loafer would, would go on there and then some kind of elevated bag because uh, that kicks everything up a notch. I guess the the thing that they all have in common is that it's sort of taking that casual and making it just a little bit more conservative and formal. Okay. Here's a question though. Mm-hmm. We all shop at the same stores, right? And all of the stores, for the most part, I know that Nordstrom will, will carry a little bit different stuff depending on where you are in the country. But if you go to Banana Republic in New York, Northern Virginia, Minnesota, California, they all have the same stuff. So mm-hmm. how do you, for the most of our, for most of our listeners who are all accessing the same things, how do you get a, a I don't know, an East Coast, West Coast signature style? How do you make that come alive when we all have access to the exact same stuff? One of the things that I tend to do is shop at specific seasons. So fall wear, I might pick up a few sweaters, but I'm not heavy into sweaters. I don't need them very often in the winter. In the evenings, I need them. So fall is not going to be a a huge season that I'm going to shop. I might pick up some like cream color t-shirts because that's when they come out. They're not available in the spring and the summer. Often it's usually just white. So I might pick up some different colored t-shirts and things like that, that go with the seasons, but you're not going to find me buying wool pants, even though Banana Republic carries them. It's, it's not something that I have for my lifestyle. If you work, maybe you, you will pick up those pants, but um, for the most part, it's just not something that we're going to wear. So I don't know what Banana Republic does with all those leftover pants in California that no one buys. But uh, yeah, we, we shop the same places. We just shop maybe at different times and picking different pieces. I think it's like with anything, right? I mean, style, it's not about owning one, like one item, this or that. It's about how you put everything together. And so I think even if you're buying the same pieces from, you know, Madewell or um, Kohl's or whatever, wherever you're shopping, you're combining them in different ways. And for example, you know, I dressed a client for a keynote speech in LA and he wore the same blazer that he always wears, but we paired it with jeans and sneakers compared to the slacks when he um, testifies in front of Congress. So I think it's just, it, you can have the same items in your closet. It's just when you wear them and how you combine them is going to look a little different depending on where you are. I remember visiting California and just being like blown away by the amount of jeans I saw. There's <laughs> just yes. so many jeans. So many. And they're all baggy now. Right. And so I think, I mean, the only difference I can think of is that um, in California, you're probably not going to have as many slacks or, you know, sort of more formal dresses um, in your closet. But yeah, what do you think, Jen? Well, I do think it's how you combine it. But I I was, when you guys were talking about it, I was actually thinking back to my time at Chico's. Mm -hmm. And Chico's is a company that is based in South Florida. Mm -hmm. And I remember sometimes getting stuff in and being like, who who's going to buy this? Yeah. Who's going to wear this? Like, I I understand Chico's that you're from South Florida, but like linen in February in DC (laughs) just isn't really the thing. It isn't really the thing. So I think that's a really good point, Katie, about how you combine it. Cause we all do need t-shirts. We all do need blouses, but I, I, yeah, you gotta, you gotta tweak it to make it work for you. And I would imagine that in anything shopping smaller stores, more local stores helps get the helps get the look and the seasonality a little bit better, but increasingly those are harder to find. Well, in person, I mean, there's a lot. I think there's this whole industry that's sprung up where influencers are doing their own drops and their own labels, and so you're getting some of that, um, which is interesting. And then with like social media, I feel like we're also we're also dressing alike a lot more, right? Because you can see what somebody is wearing, you know, on the, the, in the Midwest or whatever. And so you see trends kind of transcend your, where you're at. What trends are you seeing that are really big where you are? And Morgan, I'll let you take this one first. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely seeing baggier jeans (laughs) that uh, we are 
all about denim. So yes, we are seeing jeans loosening up quite a bit um, to downright baggy. Very much the 90s influence coming in. I think fall, winter, we're going to see flannels coming in again from that 90s influence and uh, even maybe bordering on grunge again back in Southern California. No, so you. I, I, th- I think that I think that's coming down the pipeline here. Interesting. Katie, what do yeah. you think? What are you seeing this fall where you are and what do you think is going to be big for fall, winter? So we're on the East Coast, so we have this thing called Seasons, and they're amazing. Um, And they're fun because you get to mix things up and and have um, different things that you wear different different times of the year. But we do a lot with layers here, and um, blazers are back. But as you know, they're they're more tailored this season, which I'm excited about because so many of my clients that have sort of an hourglass shape, the baggy blazer look was not for them. But, you know, the blazers, the leather jackets, the bomber jackets, we love a good layer in Northern Virginia and in, on the East Coast. Um, and then color is the, the reds and the greens for fall. I'm seeing a lot of that popping out already. And then that quiet luxury moment, which is also really fun and goes with the New England vibe, right? Like that, that sort of its name brand, but you don't know it. Um, fisherman sweater, you know, classic colors. What is the shoe of the season where you currently are? If you were going to tell your clients to put one shoe in their closet, like this sums up East Coast style. And Morgan, same question to you. This is the the West Coast shoe for fall. What would you tell them to put in their closets? I think what I'm seeing is uh, platform sandals. Okay. Katie, East Coast? Silver, metallic. And um, you're seeing them in ballet flat or ballets um, flats. You're seeing them in Mary Jane's. You're seeing metallics and pointed toe pumps. Metallic, metallic. You're seeing metallic boots. Yeah, um, there is so a, a lot of metallic out there. Silver is the new neutral, guys. Yes, <laughs> go nuts. And what I love about a trend like that is that it's not expensive to do, right? Because you're talking about accessories. You're talking about shoes. So that that's an easy way to sprinkle it into your closet. Yeah, I was at Target the other night picking up I don't know groceries or something, and they have a whole section that is like silver <laughs> lame. Like it's crazy. Yes. And I've, like chartreuse. And I'm like, that's kind of fun. Like I, it is. I wear it, but, but it was fun. Yeah, it was I'm, fun. I've seen a lot of metallic, particularly silver and pewter sandals when shopping for clients. Yeah. Which is a perfect example of, of West and East coast, right? Like we're, we're doing a, a Mary Jane and you're doing a sandal. Yep. I do love a good Mary Jane, especially one with a bit of a heel, like a good black heel Mary Jane. I just, I, I love. Yeah. Kitten heels are big this season. And that's nice for a lot of my clients because they want to dress up, but they still want to be comfortable. Yeah. I, I worry that the kitten heel thing is sort of a, an early sign that skinny high heels are making <laughs> coming back. No, no. no. And you know what? I, I won't be doing it because I just... Yeah, no. Like I just won't. I just, but <laughs> if other people want to do skinny high heels, you have at it. Ladies have fun with that. Anyway, that I'll my sneaker boots. Okay. What are a couple things that would look odd or out of place outside of where you live mm. or worn where you live? Like Morgan, if you were traveling to New York or Katie, you were traveling to California, what would you take and what would you, what would you leave at home? That's a good question. If I if I was going to New York, I would be taking more black than I wear. I especially don't wear black on my top half, mm-hmm. um, just because it's mm-hmm. not a good color on me. But yeah, I would probably take more black to New York. All right, California. So I I personally do a lot of dresses. Like that's dresses are my jeans. Dresses are my day in day out. I know it's going to look good. I don't have to think about it. And I think if I was headed to Cali, I would probably end up wearing jeans over dresses, which is very rare for me. Okay. You wouldn't do just a more kind of casual boho beachier vibe dress? I was thinking about that. And I have a couple maxi dresses that I would, I would do. You know what I would bring to Kelly over anything else or t-shirts and I never wear them here, but you can put a t-shirt under a blazer and a pair of heels in Cali and, and feel edgy and, and ready for yes. like 
taking on the town, right? And here, like, we don't do that. Not in, not in D.C. anyway. You don't wear that T-shirt anywhere but to your kids' basketball game in Washington, D.C. D.C. So. is the land of Ann Taylor. DC is funny. And and also it's different from New York. Like I've dressed clients in New York and I've dressed clients in DC and the way that they spend their money and what they spend it on is different. DC is just more conservative, like a hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. I would say having, you know, spent time in New York and, and in DC and I'm sorry, DC, you know, I love you, but it's a little bit less Fun, fun, right? Like, yep. absolutely, just absolutely. Element of like, don't push the envelope. Yep. Yes. Yep. DC is much more preppy to me. When I yep. lived there, it was I, I dressed much more classic yes. and tailored, tailored, a little bit more formal, yes. conservative. I mean, it really is. Yeah. And it, and it's funny the the way we spend our money is conservative too. It's not just like the pieces that we're buying, but it's where and how much we're spending. It's different. DC is I, I see as a shift dress and. California, I would see as like a flowy maxi if you're going to wear a dress because maxis mm-hmm. are really in right now. So, but let's talk about that for a minute. Let's say you're in California and your style is preppy and classic and like bohemian flowy dresses make you want to cry. Like, how do you pull, how do you do preppy classic in California? Mrs. G. Morgan, because I don't live there. <laughs> I, I think you do it with a tailored jean instead of wearing like what we're seeing okay. right now is very baggy jeans. I, th- I think you do it with more of a straight leg. Yeah. You could wear a kind of a, a boho blouse, but your third layer might be a little bit more tailored with it. So it, it's just kind of a, a more of a balancing act when you want to be a little bit more preppy, but then, you know, anything goes in LA and you go into different parts and some are more artsy and, you, you can go into other areas that are much more preppy. Like I think the only place I've ever seen Lily Pulitzer is in the desert cities. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't see them at the beach. I don't see them in LA, but I do see them in the desert cities. So it, it's, you go into different pockets and it's going to be slightly different. And everyone kind of has their own very, very personal individual style. Yeah. I feel like Lily Pulitzer is a little bit more like Southeast yes, and Southeast. Florida yeah, like Florida. Yes, Florida it's very beaches. Florida. By the way, yeah. we have a lot of listeners outside the United States who are like, this episode is not for me. And I apologize, ladies. I truly, <laughs> truly do. I would love to hear your thoughts though. Come come on Instagram and, and tell us where you are and what's big where you are, because that would be that'd be a really fun episode to do, or drop me a voice note, whatever. All right. So this brings me to my final question about the East Coast, West Coast thing. Who has mm-hmm better style east coast west coast <laughs> make your case ladies oh i don't know i mean if if you're i think if you're thinking of the rules of style that you know a lot of people like to follow and and if you're looking at what style is advertised it's east coast you look at a banana republic ad for fall and it's three or four layers of clothing <laughs> on some of these models. And we don't dress like that. We can't dress like that. And so we see a lot of East Coast and advertising, which we adjust to here in the West Coast. And so I think style is mostly targeted to the East Coast. And those of us on the West Coast are just like, okay, we'll just work with what you give us. Interesting. Do you, do you feel a little bit left out, Morgan? It's interesting because it it can be hard to go into stores and you see all these beautiful clothes and you're like, oh, I would love to wear that, but there is no way I'm going to wear that when it's 70 degrees outside. Mm. And so you you do kind of have a little bit of jealousy for that. Like, I wish I could buy that gorgeous coat, but where in the heck would I wear that when it it's, you know, 50 degrees at night? It's not cold enough for that. A little bit of style FOMO. Yeah. I feel like that right now with all of like the true elevated, like we've kind of gone back to tailoring and trousers and I look at it and I'm like, where would I wear that? Because I know, (laughs) you know, my big thing today is to pick up my daughter from school and take her to an after school activity. Like if I roll up in a suit, that just looks weird. Like why would I do, and why would I do that just to sit home and work by myself in my office? But there's so much great stuff out there that I definitely do have style FOMO. And I'm like, well, maybe, maybe I'd wear it just to sit by myself and and record pod. No, I wouldn't. (laughs) But but you know, you actually wouldn't probably like, well, maybe there'll be a day where it's cold enough for the coat. So yeah, I, I get, I get that. Katie, what do you think? What's better? East coast, West coast? 
when it comes to I'm going to bridge on on what Morgan said when she talked about rules. Um, I feel like the East Coast, you do follow more rules. I mean, New York is edgy for sure, but then you're following like the the catwalk rules, right? But you're still putting together an outfit that feels like an outfit um, when we think of, of style on the East Coast and the way that you talked about it. But in the on the West Coast, you kind of have to take that and mix it up a little bit. So I'm thinking about like in LA, for example, like for that suit that you were talking about, Jen. I mean, how would I wear that on the West Coast? I'd put a t-shirt under it and I'd wear sneakers and then I'd do something funky with my hair. So I feel like if you are a person who is who has fun kind of taking an, a uniform and, and tweaking it and making it more casual and unique and hipster. And you can think of a million different words for it. Then, then you're going to want to live on the, on the West coast where you can kind of make fun of yourself a little bit more. And then if you are a person who really likes to follow rules and you like to put on, you know, your three pieces and you grab your little t- tailored bag um, and, you know, one and done, then I feel like the East coast is more your spot to be. Um, but both of them take work, right? Like, yeah. you know, yeah. I can't think of a single place in the world where it doesn't benefit you to think about your style and, and plan your outfit and get dressed in the morning and feel good about yourself. So without a doubt, wherever you are, yeah. yeah. No matter what you're wearing, whether you're working at home by yourself, knowing mm-hmm. that you're not going to put on a blazer to sit by yourself all day or (laughs) if you are leaving the house working with people. So I love it. All right. So we're going to wrap up with our style advice speed round. Are you ready? Ooh. Okay. Okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. All right. It's all stretched out. out If you need to. All right. (laughs) What one piece of advice do you find yourself giving to clients more than any other? Katie, we'll start with you on this one. Um, okay. This was hard because I give a lot of advice. I like to talk, but my favorite one, um, and the one that my clients say they like the most is not even mine. I didn't originate it. I got it from a stylist that I follow. I can't remember which one, but it's everyone needs a friend. Um, and I feel like my clients are all, when they walk out the door, they want to feel like they have an outfit on, even if it's an athleisure outfit, they want to feel put, put together in, in some way, whatever your personal style is pulled together and like you have an outfit on. And so the easiest way to do that is to just match two things. So if you, for example, if you want to take your gym outfit, like those yoga pants and um, a workout shirt out, make it look like an outfit Add a hat that's black, a pair of black shoes, a black belt bag, like just match two things and you'll look pulled together. If you have a t-shirt dress on, if you if you grab, you know, a brown pair of mules, a brown purse, a pair of brown sunglasses, and a pair of earrings, like that's how you kind of pull outfits together. Awesome. In a simple way. Morgan, what one piece of advice do you find yourself giving to clients more than any other? What's that thing that you say on repeat? Dress for your lifestyle. Love it. I have Ooh, a, I have a lot of clients who are now working from home or only going into the office on occasion and they still have their work wardrobes from pre-pandemic and Mm -hmm. it's, you know, there's a mindset change of you don't need all of these blazers and you don't need all of these suits and you don't need all of these heels because you're at home every day walking the dog and sitting on the computer. And it it is a mindset shift for them. And it's sometimes a challenge to realize that all these clothes that you spend all this money on, you're not going to wear them again. You don't want to wear them anymore. Yep. Absolutely. All right. You don't want to sit at your desk doing that. Morgan, I'm going to throw this one to you. What are your top three wardrobe must-haves? Your personal list. You can only have three pieces from your wardrobe. What do you, what do you keep? A white V-neck t-shirt. Okay. (laughs) Pair of jeans. All right. And probably a a loose white button up, like a linen one. Love it. Really soft cotton. Okay. Style and brand of jean you're currently loving. I actually really like what Gap has to offer right now and the price point. If that's a price point you want to spend, they have like 99% cotton ones, which I'm kind of loving right now. And um, Good American has some really nice styles, very on-trend styles right now. Um, I usually like Liverpool, but I'm not seeing some of the styles that I want to grab from them. So, All right. Katie, same question. Three pieces from your wardrobe. You can only have three. What are you keeping? 
little dress, dress. obviously, okay. fit and flare maxi dress. Um, statement earrings, because when I have dirty or wet hair, it just gets the job done, elevates things. Um, and then a jean jacket. All right. I have a crop jean jacket that I put with everything. Love it. Okay. What was the last piece of clothing you bought? Morgan, I'll give it to, this one to you. Jeans. Jeans. <laughs> from Gap? Um, I did order some from Gap, yes. All right. Love it. Katie, last thing you bought. The Bottega Veneta drop earrings that were everywhere in gold, except I got mine off Etsy. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe are they Bottega Veneta? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly. So close. So close. Okay, so... We are getting ready to start another round of the Style Network training for women who are listening to this episode and like, you know what? I really love clothes and I think that I like to help people feel good about themselves. What would you tell them? Katie, I'll start with you. I think that the Style Network is a wonderful step, um, big step in becoming a stylist. You get a community of people who are doing the same thing you are doing. Um, I've, I've been able to ask questions and um, a- get answers from other stylists who are starting their business. And then I've found your class to be really, really helpful. And um, particularly when you break down the business side of it, as well as the style side of it, like you really set us up for success because you walk us through everything we need to do to open our own consulting styling business. Um, so it was a no-brainer for me and 100% worth it. I love that. And you also have really good advice about following other stylists to see what their days are like. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, we live in a wonderful world, right? Where we can just go go on the internet and see what life is like um, in these different jobs. And, and that's especially true for stylists because that's one of the ways that they... Um, they get known as they put out videos. And so watching prominent stylists who've been in the business for you know decades, seeing them serve clients, listening to their talks, um, checking out what they do every day and the videos they're putting out has been super helpful in um, helping me to kind of create a business model for myself. I love that because one thing I love about this industry is that you can take it in any direction you want, right? Like we had one person go through our network training all she wanted to do was edit closet. She's like, I do not ever want to shop with per- someone. I'm like, great, you do that, right? And then I know that you have done some really fun things. Like you mentioned getting someone ready for a um, for a keynote speech in LA. I know that you've worked with people you know, who are on TV, that kind of stuff. So that's a different side of the business. But there's so many yes. different avenues. And that's great advice to follow people because you might like, you might think, well, I've never even thought of doing it that way. I've never thought about my business being that way. So I love that. That is fantastic advice. Morgan, what advice would you give to people who are thinking, maybe I could start a styling business. Maybe this would be a good route to go. What would you say to them? I would say it's 100% worth it, um, especially working with Jen and the Style Network. There was such a wealth of information that you gave us especially the business setup and learning from even your own mistakes that you made starting <laughs> so a many. small business so many. Uh, so many years ago and, and learning from those and really tapping into your knowledge of what you've learned along the way. And it's almost, it's a shortcut. It was a shortcut for us to get to a point where we could really start seeing clients and everything without stumbling over so many issues of setting up a small business. You were just kind of there to handhold us through it. And that was great. And uh, I highly recommend it. And even with uh, amongst us in the style network, we all have slightly different businesses. Um, I, I know one of us really concentrates on, on outfit, putting outfits together for clients. I have color analysis that I offer. So we all have something that we've come out of it differently with, but it's the basics are all there. So you had an interesting thing. You moved over the summer. Yes. So you get to basically start two businesses in a year, start all over. over. (laughs) (laughs) Talk to us about, talk to us about how that's going. Do you feel like, okay, I know how to do, like I, I practiced and now, and now yes. you can hit the ground running a little bit yes. more? Yes. I know how to do it. I know what I need to do. Um, moving was rough <laughs> over the summer and it's been slow and, uh, and getting the house set up and everything. And now we're about to go into a remodel. So it's going to be even oh, more crazy. Yes. So we're re- remodeling the house 
in a few months. But yes, I I know what to do. So yeah, we were talking like I probably May or June. Had you moved in May or was it June that we were talking? We we moved in June. Okay, and you were in your new house, and I'm like, just don't do anything over the summer. Just yes, I like, pretty you can't, much did not. <laughs> you, you can't you can't create anything good out of chaos, right? And yeah. I feel like when you're in those times of major upheaval and transformation, like just clean up that mess. Yes. Get I a just clean to slate and move forward. Take a breath. Yeah. And, you know, I, I have been meeting with a couple of old clients, you know, just virtually from the Bay Area. And, you know, that works for me right now until I totally kick off something new. So, yeah. And you brought up an interesting point. I mean, I think the other big thing that the network did for me was accountability. And when you're starting your own company and it's just you, right? Like there's no boss over your shoulder to say, hey, you can't dedicate today to unpacking. You need to be doing X, Y, or Z. Um, But having accountability and a schedule and making promises to to the network, you know, that I'm going to have X, Y, or Z done was very, very helpful in keeping me from losing my mind. <laughs> so, <laughs> And yet we've all lost our minds at some yes. point starting these businesses. They're crazy. Uh, scale of one to 10, how satisfying is being a stylist? Like, where do you, where do you get your, your, my satisfaction? I always say women crying in fitting rooms. That's where my whole heart is, right? A woman crying in a fitting room to me, Oh my God, bring them on. Cause it's such an opportunity for me to like make someone to totally turn around and make them feel good about themselves. So what are those moments for you guys that are like, Oh, this is more than just business. This is like, I always say I'm doing God's work, right? Those days I'm like, this is God's work. (laughs) So for you, what, what are those moments? What, what just like gets you? I think it's when they're, they're just happy and they're, they feel like they get it now that there's, there's been this hurdle, whatever it was that they felt they couldn't get over to get to a point where they felt put together during the day and just getting to the point where they're like, Oh, it was that I needed to completely lose all this stuff that in my closet that I don't wear or hate or what, or maybe it was that one dress that you found while, while you were shopping with them where they're like, I feel amazing in this. It looks great on me. And it's just that, that moment where they're like, okay, I get it now. (laughs) I think I can do this a little bit on my own with maybe just a little bit of help. So, and when they say, I would never have picked this. Oh, oh, I love those words. Like, okay, I've done my job. That on. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. I love that. Katie, what about you? What are those, what are those moments with clients that just hit you in the feels? One of my clients, and I put it on my website because it was amazing, she texted me and she said that I was like a style therapist. Um, And I think when you're working one-on-one with clients, that's 100% right. Like you are in their space, you are in their lives, you are where they are vulnerable. It's about, you know, when they're like half naked in front of you, it is about so much more than just telling someone to do a front tuck, right? So for me, it's the impact and the change that that working with me has on my clients where they, they feel better about themselves. And they kind of reconnect their confidence to their beauty. Um, and they just have this like pep in their step and they tell me about it. And that for me makes it all, all the hours on the back end, <laughs> trying to find the right style shirt and checking out the fabric contents. It makes it all worth it when, when they get dressed with ease and feel good about themselves um, every single day. I love that. As you were just saying that, I thought, let's do a Halloween episode. Maybe we'll do it on the extra credit podcast sharing the stylist horror stories oh yeah that would be amazing that would be so there, there's some fun ones for sure we're gonna keep it positive for this show but I think <laughs> let's make this happen you guys I think it would be so 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 fun but I'm there I got some doozies <laughs> there are women listening to this and you're thinking maybe I could do this maybe this could be a job for me I just for me being a one-on-one stylist was so fulfilling It was so fulfilling. And, you know, I started my business so I could pay for my own hair color. That's really all I wanted. (laughs) I didn't want to go cheap on my hair colors. And I was like, well, I guess I have this skill. Beautiful hair. Well, thank you. But I, you know, I have this skill. Maybe someone will pay pay me for it. But I didn't, I never expected like what an impact it would have on people. And in turn, what an impact it would have on me. And, and so it's, it's a whole lot bigger than just 
here's some pants. A front tuck. Uh, then a front tuck. Yes. You're right. It's so much yes. bigger than a front tuck. Yeah. All right. We need to yeah. wrap this up, but I'm going to ask you both, tell us who you serve and where we can find you. And Katie, I'll let you go first. Um, I'm in the Northern Virginia area and you can find me at stylebyvalentine.com. And um, if you are in the Northern Virginia area and you're looking for some help, I go to Maryland, I go to DC, I go to Virginia. All right. Love it. Yes, we will have all links in the show notes. Morgan, where can we find you? I am based in Riverside, California. So I serve the Inland Empire. I can also do desert cities and even down into Orange County at South Coast Plaza. Perfect. And both of you do both of you do virtual. Morgan, I know you do. Katie, I think you like to be yes. okay. You both work with people virtually. And Morgan, yes. you do color consultation as well. Correct. And Katie, you style men. I do. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Lady. The husbands got jealous. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it started. I swear to God. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So we're going to have both links in in our show notes so you can find both ladies there. Um, if they are not in your area and you want to work with someone in person, we have more certified stylists. You can find them there as well. We'll, we'll get you hooked up. And then I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to make an extra credit episode about stylist horror stories because everyone always wants to know. And I think that would, that would be kind of a fun Halloween episode. You've definitely got some doozies, Jen. Oh, I share them in training and boy, do I ever. They're fantastic. (laughs) The training, the training is almost worth it just to hear the stories. (laughs) was not worth it in the moment, but, (laughs) but they were fun. Ladies, thank you so much for coming on today. I hope we have, I don't know if we solved the East Coast, West Coast style battle. I think what we discovered is, you know what, they're, they're just different. (laughs) And, and it's all about making it work for you, no matter where you live and what your style is, just go forth and get dressed and love the way you look. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I always enjoy spending time with our network stylists. If you're looking for a little more in-person styling help, head to our website and under stylists, click find a stylist to connect with Morgan, Katie, or any of our other certified stylists. If you're interested in becoming a stylist, head to the website under stylists, click become a stylist to find out more about the style network program. Again, coming back October 30th. Remember, your everyday matters, so get dressed for it. I'll see you next time. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening today. If you're loving the Everyday Style School podcast, I'd like to invite you to become a member of the Style Circle. It's our monthly all-access membership that gives you everything we create to make style easy so you can save time and money, have easier mornings, and more confidence all day long. You get our seasonal capsule wardrobe guides, all of the masterclasses we offer, and our exclusive members-only podcast, The Everyday Style School Extra Credit. Plus, you're invited to the Facebook community where you can get even more style support and inspiration. I would love to get to know you and support your style journey. It's just $19 a month, less than the cost of a clearance shirt you're never going to wear. Come join me and make your everyday style easier. Thank you.